Hey, welcome to Tori 37. I know it's been a while. Um, a lot of things have happened in the meanwhile during the time that I've been gone, obviously. Um, so, I had talked about my surgery previous to, you know, I think a couple of vlogs ago I, I talked about it briefly. So, if you don't know, and I'm not afraid to like really share this anymore because I, I have nothing to hide from any of the people that I speak to. Um, so, I am undergoing um, the RUNE-NY procedure, which is a form of gastric bypass. And the reason why I'm doing this is because my health obviously took a downturn in the last couple of years, especially during COVID, um, which I ended up with a hiatal hernia, and that is something that's very, very painful. Um, that's not just based upon like you know my size or anything. That's based upon having gastric issues for the last 30 something years of my life and just wanting to be able to walk away from it finally. I've suffered from this since I was eight and a half and I felt that this is something that needed to be taken care of in order for me to have quality of life going forward. Yes, it is a tool that helps you lose weight and maintain that weight loss, but it also is something that you have to really maintain yourself. It's not something that is a quick fix. I've been through classes, I've been through, you know, many, many exams to get to this point, psychological profiles. This is not something other doctor's appointments. And um, I had my endoscopy, um, I did my EBD. I've done multiple things to get to this point. So it's not like it was like something that I had to, you know, walk into easily. There are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through with insurance, obviously, in order to qualify for this. And as somebody who has zero comorbidities, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Um, I'm walking into that as someone with an open mind and knowing that this is something that's going to help me going forward. Secondly, um, I have decided to return to school and, you know, I was able to get into my first um, true program of my choice, which is office administration, medical office administration, because as somebody who was in management previously, I loved that, but it was also with food and there is only so much of a, you know, plateau that you can hit before there's nothing else you can do. And knowing that there was no else to go from where I was kind of dissuaded me from, you know, wanting to go forward with anything that had to do with food, um, the beverage community. But I'm thankful for everything that I've learned up until that point. I spent uh, 13 plus, almost 17 years, I would say, uh, between childhood, like preteen, working with food. And then obviously, you know, when I worked at Subway. Um, but... That's something that's completely different for me, you know, with the whole medical field, walking into that last year, understanding what I've learned, taking what I've done and kind of made me proud of myself of, you know, the things that I've accomplished. I walked into that office not knowing really that much other than what I learned when I was in the ED, kind of shadowing from afar what they would do. And I'm forever grateful for what I learned from the coworkers that I've had, both past and present. They brought me to, you know, the point of where I was able to accept a different position, um, basically the same position I have, but somewhere else, at a different office with, you know, a much bigger dynamic. And while that seems scary, and I have to admit, coming from an office that is, it's not small, it's just different 
patients age-wise, it's just a different type of situation for me. To be able to see babies and families and just younger people. We see young people at my car office, but they're younger, younger where I'm going. And that's something that I've strived to really want to do. So I'm thankful for that. I was given that, you know, position very unexpectedly um, after I, you know, worked there for a couple of days. Um, basically, and the first day that I was there, they were pretty welcoming about, you know, things. And, you know, I understood that walking into a different office, you have to make an impact because you want to be able to show what you've learned and what your office represents and what you represent as a person, as an individual. And I think life is all about change. You don't always stay in the same situation. And while that weighed very heavily upon me, around the same time I had applied for school and I, that had been something that I'd been really thinking about, you know, going forward. And when I got my acceptance from school, I realized that where I was working and what I had been offered were going to be two different things for me. And with gas prices also like sky high at this point, and we don't know when they're going to go down, and that's not something that, you know, we can really control overall. And just everything going up, the cost of living is very expensive. Um, I had to look at, you know, the pros and cons of transferring, and it's closer to home, and the hours are really good. Um, my hours currently aren't bad. It's just the commute, traffic, construction. It's just different. And there's a lot of things that are changing at both offices that, you know, we don't really have control over. And I'm just ready for a change. I'm going to be 40 years old. I just want to, you know, go into a new decade of my life feeling as though I've accomplished more. Which leads me to this. Obviously, with Tour 37, which was obviously created during the time of COVID. Um, it was used as a tool for me to kind of express myself and to understand where I was really going. And, you know, putting out the feelings of what relationships and mental health and everything else is about. Now that we've transitioned almost back to, well, not we'll never be a true normal, but we're more or less like, I would say, um, half and half with in-person type situations because you know I'm able to go to in-person classes for work. So I mean, even though we wear masks, we're still you know we're getting to that point where we're transitioning. I want to be able to also transition this a little bit more. Now I know in the past I've talked about certain things, and I feel like I should touch base a little bit more about mental health going forward, and more so about you know self improvement that type of thing. I'm not changing the dynamic. I've changed as a person, obviously. And with that comes, obviously, a little bit more of, you know, what I expect of myself. So, going forward, I want to be able to share a lot more about what exactly goes on in my life. Now, like I said, there are still parts of me that I do not want to share, which is, you know, it's a personal thing. And because of things that have happened in certain situations where, like I said, people will take things and run with that even if you're not talking about yourself directly. I'll leave it at that. And I do the same thing with my blog. Um, my thing is this. 
to be transparent with people about who I am as a person. I'm never going to change that. I am 100% Tory. <laughs> I mean, I've been through, you know, a lot in my life. And, you know, that's taught me so much about myself and my capabilities as a person. Especially towards my, you know, 20s and 30s. And now, going into my 40s, it's just like, wow. So, I mean, I'm going into a phase of my life where a lot of changes are happening all at once. And you know what? It doesn't scare me. Where in the past, I probably would have shied away from stuff like this. I'm saying to myself, you were ready. You didn't think you were. But you had an inkling. The things that happened like a couple months ago, you know, where things kind of started to shift a little bit in my world. And I thought to myself, you know, what are you capable of? What do you really want in your life? And when I worked at the hospital, I had a couple of mentors there. And there are people that I still keep in touch with there, including one of my mentors. And I've stated that, you know, I never really gave up on my dream of working I mean, the doctor's office thing, that is something that I fully always want to do. I just want to be a little bit more, I don't know, more hands-on, so to speak. So things that I'm learning in the office administration class are things that I already do on a daily basis, but I'll have, you know, the accreditation, so to speak. So that makes me a little bit more marketable going forward in whatever I want to do. Now... The certificate then obviously the program that I'm gonna go into after that will help me to have a degree degree and to me that has always been my main goal I have the mind for business and I've never stopped having the mind for business I just kind of put it in a little compartmental issue where I just left it there and just said hey well you know you're doing what you need to do to survive that's more important than what you want as your dreams. But now looking at it from the bigger picture and you know, having friends that have similar dreams and I watch them grind to the stone about you know, doing what they wanna do, buying your second house, having a business, working full time, never sleeping, family, this, that, the other, yeah. You have to make sacrifices in order to make your th- the things in life happen that you want. But you also have to remember, at the end of the day, you have to sit with yourself. You have to sit with yourself and what you want. And you can't allow anybody to take your dreams away from you. No matter how hard it may seem at the time. You know, putting all your eggs in one basket or putting all your money that you want. And you, you are willing to take that risk. And sometimes that risk pays off and other times it doesn't, but that doesn't mean that you can't go back to what you need to be in order to get to that higher step. Now, I've never thought of myself as an inspirational speaker, but I like to be able to support those who want to be more in their lives because I know I feel that similar echo in the back of my mind of, Tori, what are you capable of? What is your real goal in life? There are things that I learned at my med- the medical office that I work at currently that kind of taught me a lot of things about, you know, the insurance aspect of things versus like, you know, diagnosis and this and referrals and all those things. Scanning. Everything. Everything that was taught to me 
is something that I take away from that experience. And then I bring to my next experience and it makes me stronger. But the thing is, like I've said, things change and dynamics change in life and you cannot control that. And that's something that, you know, I myself even struggle with. When you realize that a place isn't, you know, or job or whatever, and I'm not talking about, you know, myself specifically, but I'm saying in general, when you feel the need for change, change is important. You have to remember that you cannot control everything that goes on. You can control your reactions to what goes on. You can either adapt or you abandon or you shift in a way where it's helpful to your life. It's going to make your life better, your family, your mental health, your, your physical health. You don't take away from anything that you have, not your friends, your experiences, and this, that, and the other. But you learn that you also can take those things with you, whether it be memories or the person leaves with you. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to take that risk. Again, they don't always pay off. And that's the difficult aspect of things. But you know what? Even if they don't pay off the way you want them to, you readjust what you think. You can't go into a situation with negative thinking because it makes it harder. Like when I go to the gym. I go to the gym because, not just to lose weight, obviously, but to feel better about myself. And that's hard. It's hard when the number doesn't change on the scale, but you know that your clothes fit better and you feel better about yourself. Or you can do more when you go to the gym. You can run a little bit faster. You can climb or pedal. You can, you know, hit that yoga pose a little bit better. (laughs) But you have to think about it. Consistency. Consistency is what drives us, right? Right. So when you stop going for X amount of days or you get sick, And I'm not saying if you're sick, you should go to the gym. You definitely shouldn't because you shouldn't be spreading your germs and they have germs as well. But if you stop going, what happens? You fall off. You fall off. You have to restart that cycle again, right? You retune, you go back, you, you know, retool, readjust. Same thing with meal prep. When you do it at home, that company's going to the gym. You have to, you know, measure out your portions, make sure you're hitting, you know, your macros or, you know, the proteins that you need to get in, the input, the output, especially if you're, you know, you know, lifting or, you know, doing something different or you're being competitive. I think that's so important because you don't realize how important it is to fuel yourself, fuel your body mentally physically, emotionally, and how it impacts the relationships around you. So like when you stop talking to someone because you've changed or they've changed or circumstances in life have changed, I think that that's part of it too. I don't think that we, it's so much as like outgrowing someone. I think it's that you prioritize a little bit differently when you don't share the same space. And while you, you know, can reconnect on some levels, it's not your friendship, your relationship, your relationship with your spouse or whatever, 
family members, they're not always the same because sometimes those people stay in the mindset that they had in the past. And I don't speak for everyone when I say that. I just say that you outgrow some experiences in some people and you still love them, but you don't have that, that exchange anymore. And it's hard. There are people that I've known for over 30 years that I no longer speak to because when your agenda changes, sometimes that person doesn't change. They want to be locked in that, well, this is what I expected of you. And because you're not like that anymore, you don't fit into my world. No, I think that when you change, that person no longer fits in your world. You cannot force a connection. You cannot force a friendship. You cannot force a relationship. You cannot force family. These are all very different dynamics that I think a lot of people just, especially with COVID and being separated from people for such a long time, they don't really look at it anymore as you know problems, but it is. They still exist. It's still a, you know a push and a pull of you know what you believe versus what you know society may believe or what those people may believe but you know what at the end of the day again you are the one that sits with these decisions and as i've watched myself even um over the last couple of years and you know i've become a lot closer to you know my grandparents especially my grandfather who is like my dad and I, he, he raised me, so he is my father. There's no question about that. And for them to get to finally read some of the things that I've written and hear some of the things I've said makes me proud because you know, with my mother gone, I have very little family left. As someone who was raised as an only child because of my mother not having any other children, um, it's hard to really, I don't know. I feel like I have to achieve a lot more because of that. And I don't blame my mother for that. And, you know, my biological father and whatever his, I don't know. (laughs) I don't feel like I missed out on too much because I had other people raised around me. So, you know, I still have the relationships I have with them. And I still have family that I'm close to who are like motherly figures and people who you know, knew my mom who can still share memories of her with me. So it's not like I'm totally cut off from having that little piece of her with me, despite the fact that as time goes on, her memory does fade a little bit for me. And I think a lot of that time, a lot of that I block out because I'm protecting myself, protecting myself from you know, the images and the thoughts and the things that happened leading up to her death and how troubling those things were and how troubling the moments after her death were for me that was a struggle it will always be a struggle for me and i say to anyone who does have direct family you know it may not always be perfect and it may not be the nuclear family as they call it but you make your family my friends are my family they're the deepest things that i have to siblings and that's something that I celebrate every day. And some are closer than me th- than others, and you know, that's okay. 
like I said, life is different for everybody. The dynamics of everybody else's life are, are different. I don't try to force, you know, time or space or whatever, but I do cheer them on from whatever they do because that's important. That's what you do as a friend, a family member, you know, my siblings as I, and to me, I think that life, as much as it's changed, in some ways it does stay the same for people. It's okay to be in the position that you are, as long as you know that, you know, you exist outside of, you know, your world at some point. I have been given opportunities that most people have not been. And I am thankful for that every day. I also know that, you know, I was able to build something from nothing. And people listen to me around the world. They read my blog around the world and I'm able to track that. So I, I can visually see that. And now I think that it's time for me to you know, kind of go out there in the world and kind of share that a little bit more. Now, speaking about what I've been through, about mental health, does it make me nervous to speak about in person? It probably will, but I think in a certain forum that I'll be okay, especially if it's people that I know. And even if it's people that I don't know, I feel like You have to conquer your fears at some point. And public speaking is something for me that mm, I'm on the fence about. But I also know that someone somewhere needs to hear what I have to say. Someone needs to hear my story. There are a lot of people out there who have gone through something similar to what I have from when I was younger up until this point. To be able to rebuild yourself multiple times reinvent the person who you were multiple times and to still be so proud of the person that you are now I'm not saying that I don't have bad days because let me tell you I do have bad days I have days that you know I really doubt my ability to really impact anybody's life but I also know that there are parts of me that I know still need to heal and that's an everyday process. And I'm, I'm sure that that's the same for anybody who's gone through change in their life. Especially when you leave something that, you know, is familiar. It's hard to really, you know, put an emphasis on how much work goes into recovering and transitioning from one role to another. And when you have additional things in your life that you have to really consider, it makes it probably makes it a little bit harder. But you do it because you have to. Not because you want to. Not because you're settling. Because something in you said, I don't fit here anymore. And while that's hard, that's a hard pill for anyone to swallow. You know that you made the right decision for yourself, for yourself, for your family, for your, et cetera, your mindset, your health, because you don't have that stress anymore. 
or it lessens. It's so important to follow your dreams. And that includes like going across the country, not having a general idea of what you're doing in this world. And knowing that even if it's not what you expect at that moment, you make the memories that you need to and you regroup at some point. Because let's think about it. The chances you don't take, you're never going to know the outcome. I think that's why I, I, I do what I do. I'm not afraid. I don't like the word resilient. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people refer to what I, I do as resilient and like that type of thing. I want to be more than resilient. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a bad word. I just think that there's so many layers to me that people don't know about that I'm finally learning to share. And to really focus on my brand as not just an idea, not just an afterthought, but really building it to be something that is a part of the community. And I know that that's going to take hard work, and I know that's going to take a lot of time. Um, If it means refocusing the way that I look at what I do and kind of really figuring out what the big picture is and like having a business plan of what I need to do, I'm willing to take that. I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to look for people to, you know, sponsor what I have to say. I know what I'm capable of. And the people that I've spoken to in the past know what I'm capable of. And that's something that I'm not going to stop doing. I'm always going to be Tori, Tori 37, who's going to be Tori 40, um, and really look at what ground I need to cover in order to, you know, be what I need to be. And I think that having the people that are put in your life is so important because I don't think I would have had this epiphany if a series of events hadn't happened recently. It makes perfect sense. Where I was looking at something from a completely different form of thinking, that person taught me a lot. Taught me that your dreams, you have to make those your goal. You cannot sit on them. Because the longer you sit, the harder it's going to be. And obviously that person was thrown off track because of COVID too. Made their dreams a lot more difficult because they took time off because of COVID. Um, But at the end of the day, regrouping and rebuilding and re-understanding, relearning the process of what you need to do to have the nice things. I don't look at materialistic things as a big thing. Some people may, I don't. My thing is, I would just like to have the idea of and the feeling of success. 
success in what I set out to do originally. I was afraid, obviously, during COVID to really, you know, make big moves other than, you know, presenting to people who, when I worked at the hospital. I haven't done that since. And I think that, you know, really reframing that and really readjusting what I was going to say and now bringing it now where we are able to meet in small groups and just taking it step by step and building it to where I need it to be, at least I'll be able to reassess how I feel about everything and for other people to hear what I have to say. I have a lot to say and not just here, not on paper, not in the computer, not in the blogosphere, but in general. And I can't wait to share those parts of me with people. I'm taken as a very quiet person at work because I am one who observes. But I am also one that speaks. And I speak from my heart when I do have a lot to say. And if you've ever had me behind closed doors, you really understand what I'm about. Um, those are things that I don't always share with everyone in general. But, you know, I want to take this opportunity to thank the people who have helped me get to the point where I am today. Um, that goes from when I worked in food and nutrition, um, when I worked at ADM Subway, um, that also goes from when I was a screener at the hospital and when I, my ED family who I will forever be grateful for because those people who totally prepared me for where I am today um my family at Borden um which I'll be leaving um and my family that I'll be building in Dartmouth and beginning to understand like the dynamics of you know a different place it's very important to me to really take a look around and look at the progress I've made. I went from someone who was so unsure of herself two years ago, two and a half years ago, and to someone who is confident in what she has to offer the world down. And that's something that I never ever thought would have happened. And the gratitude and the the support that I've had from my family, my best friends, the people who matter to me the most, um, my loved ones, my significant other. Um, it's just everything has come together, not as I thought it would, but maybe even better. And I think that's important for us to look at as people. Don't look at your circumstances now look at the circumstances and the outcome as time goes on watch the picture develop while it's wet you shake it right it may not be what you thought it was going to be it could be so much more than you ever anticipated or dreamed of take care